Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our sponsor this week, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershore in Worcestershire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views and a bit of timely advice on all things gardening. Later in the programme, Claire Austin, the specialist in hardy perennials, peonies and uh, irises, will join us down the line from Shropshire. At last we've had some more gentle weather, a lovely weekend and a little overnight rain, which is greening up the lawn, thank goodness. The beach hedge here was trimmed a month or so ago, leaving it looking very neat and tidy. And now, with the rain, there's quite a bit of new growth and uh, looks as if it'll need another trim before the summer's out. Each weekday morning, it's uh, cereals and fruit for breakfast, and there's been a fresh picking for months. First strawberries, then raspberries, more recently early plums, and now the start of container-grown blueberries. Oh, and of course, a few more strawberries. I've got three hanging baskets of the uh, strawberry cultivar Just Add Cream. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Very fragrant, very sweet, and really the uh, taste of wild strawberries. And they steadily offer just a few fruits, enough for me to pick one or two and chop up on the cereals. I've just planted, or potted up I should say, six runners of the Strawberry Summer Breeze Rose. It has very attractive deep red semi-double flowers and comes from the same Dutch breeder who introduced Delis, that's spelt D-E-L-I-Z, which, sown in high summer and grown in the autumn and winter under LED lights, will fruit from November onwards. I noticed that it's the first strawberry to win an All-American Selection Award. I haven't grown it myself, but I must get some plants of that. Now, what's new? Well, joining the English garden centres, Scottish garden centres are uh, opening their restaurants from uh, yesterday, the 15th of July. In England, we'll have to wear face masks in uh, English garden centres from the 24th of July, and that's going to make smelling the roses a bit difficult. Apparently, uh, we'll have to wear a mask in all shops, but don't need them in hospitality areas. It's a good thing, otherwise people in pubs would have to drink their beer through a straw. We live in strange times. The Horticultural Trades Association uh, is launching a new campaign called Keep Britain Growing. Its president, Boyd Douglas Davis, uh, who was uh, 
interviewed recently here on our podcast. He tells us that Keep Britain Growing is to encourage the new wave of gardeners to keep enjoying the health and well-being benefits of gardening. He says that uh, environmental and wildlife gardening will be a key theme. Apparently the search term gardening was twice as popular on Google last April than it was in uh, the same month for the past four years. Who on earth has the time to work these things out? A warning message from Mr Fothergills. They've withdrawn a batch of courgette zucchini seeds. Apparently a parent seed plant must have cross-pollinated with a wild cucurbit and this results in seeds that have a very bitter taste. Certainly a rare occurrence as far as I'm concerned. I've never come across that before. But I do know that if you get a greenhouse cucumber to cross-pollinate, that the fruits are misshapen, the bottom gets all swollen, and they can be pretty bitter. In the case of the courgettes, if you eat them, it actually causes stomach pain and nausea, apparently. Uh, and so uh, if you've got a Mr. Fothergill packet of courgette zucchini with the code 1 on the back, then I would be uh, cautious uh, when it came to eating them. Apparently, if you want to test, you just cut a courgette and put it on your tongue. And, and if it's bitter, well, then you need to scrap that plant. Always something, isn't there? Now the questions still keep coming. And if I uh, pop up to Hyde Hall to do a bit of watering or weeding, then they come quite thick and furious. There's a lady worried about uh, a quite large uh, um, old rose in her garden with the leaves going brown. Now it took a little bit of cross-questioning and Fortunately, we were fairly close to a clump of roses, so uh, I could ask her to indicate what the problem was. And it was pretty obvious that her plants uh, had been a bit dry. And this had damaged some leaves, but then subsequently with the warm, wet conditions, rose diseases had come in, and it sounded particularly if it was black spot, turning the leaves yellow and making them fall. It was timely to remind her and anyone else with a, a, a rose bush or two that now is a very good time to apply a protective fungicidal spray. With roses, if you can get some fungicide on as the new growth starts, probably twice at a 14-day interval, that builds up the resistance. So if you've recently headed back roses, got new growth, then put on that protective fungicidal spray and you should have good, healthy, strong growth for another month or two anyhow. I did pop into the conservatory uh, in the Global Vegetable Garden at Hyde Hall and the fragrance from melons in there was fantastic. I should think they've benefited from the really hot weather we had in... Uh, May, June and earlier this month and particularly strong is a new to me melon called Mango Mel 
M-A-N-G-O-M-E-L, Mango Mel. It comes from Burpee in the States. Very early ripening, and the fruits are sort of rugby ball shaped. One plant capable of carrying four to six fruits and weighing four or five pounds. I must lay hands on a few seeds of that for next season. And I understand they're available from a penard. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our guest this week is Claire Austin. Claire and I have known one another for a good many years, showing side by side at Chelsea. But Claire, I've never really asked you why specialise in irises and peonies? Uh, we, we actually specialise in all perennials, but we have large collections of irises and peonies. The basic reason is when I uh, started working with my father, David Austin, in 1983, he had big collections of both these plants. He called them florist flowers. And um, because his roses had gone to Chelsea and suddenly... Two, two became very famous. One rose was called Mary Rose, or is called Mary Rose, and the other one, Graham Thomas. He realised that there was a potential in the roses and was going to plough in these crops of peonies and irises. So I said, I'll look after them. So that's why I ended up looking after them, basically. <laughs> well, your dad was a big act to follow, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he taught me a lot. He taught me an awful lot. And that's interesting. You know, I'd wonder where the original stock came because for something like peonies, yeah. it takes time, doesn't it? You send out, I think, what is it called, a three-eye bare root? Yes, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 they're a, they're a long-term project. Um, and, in fact, uh, I don't sell an awful lot from our crop of field at the moment. We've got, it's about, oh, I don't know, about an acre and a half. Um, there's a lot of peonies in there. If you muddle them up, it can take about five years to make sure you've got the right plants. So I've been unmixing them and unmixing them, and they're so beautiful to look at in the field, especially in June. This is a long-term thing, putting things in the ground and growing them on, which at bare root plants is something that I um, want to go back to more. So, And we're putting more perennials back in the ground, going back to the origins, really, of nursery growing nursery plants. Now, there are sort of one or two um, old wives' tales, could I call them, about peonies, about oh, yes. you mustn't move them and 
how difficult they are? Is is that the case? Of course, that is a fallacy. We were um, we were due to do a BBC Gardeners World a show this year with peonies, and of course, it's been cancelled. So we planted up um, hundreds and hundreds of peonies in pots. And I would say that probably 80% of them had blooms on. In the first year of division? In the first, well, the first six months of growing. Yeah. So as long as your plant is big enough, has enough little, um, what we call eyes, but they're also little red shoots, then you are more than likely to get a flower off them. And when is the best time to do that moving? Well, for a bare root plant, it is when the plant is dormant. So it's from between late October and when they start to break bud, which can be mid-February for us, or it could be March. Further north, obviously, it's later. Further south, it's earlier. And we're in the middle of the country. But if you have them in pots, you can plant them all year round, but they're not great grown in a container. So you need to put them in the ground straight away. Now, there are three different types which need some explanation. Peonies, um, that's actually, there's lots of different types in many ways, but different shaped flowers. So you've got big double flowers, you've got single flowers, semi-double flowers, and then what you've got is uh, in the flower shapes, this is uh, Japanese. Then you break down to the lactiflora peonies, which are the ones that everybody knows. You've seen big bunches in in supermarkets, if you're lucky to have one that sells them. Um, They're the big blousy ones. Uh, And then you've got what we call the hybrid peonies, which are more like your cottage peony that people know the big red one called um, peony officinalis rubra plena, often called the red cottage peony. And then we have the most extraordinary one um, called the uh, intersectional. Now, intersectional peony, I've missed out the, the tree peonies. Intersectional peony is, the, um, is a cross between the herbaceous that die down each year and the tree peony, which has woody stems, which you often see great big tall ones with little yellow flowers on, that's peony Loei lutea. Intersectional peonies are the new race of peonies, very neat. Enormous flowers, they face upright, they are great in a border. The leaves just drop off them and um, they're very beautiful plants. So they're all beautiful. But you couldn't? Uh, increase those by division? You can do everything by division. Oh, can you? Well, on all three types? On all, uh, well, not for the tree peony, although you can take bits of tree peony. Tree peonies are generally, if it's a species peony, like peony uh, little uh, lutea or delavia, it can be grown from seed. It'll take you a few years, um, but they are grafted, and many of them are grafted in places like Japan. And um, the Chinese ones don't grow here very well. We're too um, temperate. The uh, lactiflora peonies, the big, big ones that die back in the winter, they are all done by division. So it's a bit of brute force or a, or a mini digger, whichever you wish. And if somebody is, is really keen to make a selection of, of the sophraticosa, the, the common peony, uh, where could they see them i mean is your nursery open usually and we would have done but we haven't this year obviously um we have an open day for peonies to see them we obviously have um 
the website, which is where you see all our peonies, Claire Austin dash Hardy Plants, and or you just Google. And also we have a small catalogue, um, which has a lot of peonies in, and the perennial book that I revised this year has an extensive collection as well. Yes, now I was going to mention the book, uh, um, because that is pretty comprehensive, isn't it? It's my favourite, uh, my collection of favourite perennials and what I consider to be good garden plants. I've um, growing them for over 30 years. But that, of course, is good garden plants in my garden. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, it's I can't always say they're the best ones for a, um, uh, a coastal district. Um, but I know about wind, rain, ha- uh, hard frosts and even warm little pockets where you get dry soil. So it it covers many people's growing situations and what would be good for growing in those locations. And so, you know, if I was just preparing a bit of soil to plant some, what sort of site and situation? And and can you sort of recommend two or three? Is that putting you on the spot? A peony bowl of beauty must be one of the most popular ones. It really is very easy to grow, incredibly free flowering. This year in my garden, I had a, there's a a fairly unusual peony, but it's actually more readily available than it used to be, has big pom-pom pale pink flowers, and it's called myrtle gentry. The two reasons why I would recommend it is because it's fragrant, has a beautiful fragrant, actually three. The other one is it's great for cutting, putting in a vase. Secondly, even in my windy garden, it didn't fall over. The flowers, the stem stayed upright, which is often the question with peonies, that they go flat and it didn't. Um, and we had some, we've had some very high winds this year. Things like Bowler Beauty, which is a Japanese style peony, are great because same as single peonies, they're not so heavy. Um, so those are two I would thoroughly recommend. Um, and, and another one I really like, a similar style to um, Bowler Beauty, is called Tom Eckhart, which is a deeper pink um, with lots of little frilly petals in the middle. It's sort of it's a dome in the middle on surrounded by larger petals. Um, again, that stays upright. Or you could go a single peony, which is a single white one called White Wings, and that's quite glamorous in its own little right, in its own right. And then if we move on to iris, particularly the flag iris, you know, I've just received your latest autumn catalogue, and, I mean, the, the pictures of those uh, latest varieties are just stunning. They're, they're mouth-watering, aren't they? Um, we, I tend to specialise in irises that are raised in um, Oregon, in North America. Uh, they have a climate very similar to ours, which can be quite wet, quite cold. And I find that their varieties, largely raised by a company called Shriners um, or Mid-America, are brilliant for us. And every year I buy new varieties in. And these are some of the ones that I've selected and found to be really good garden plants. Um, they're very modern, uh, so they can be quite frilly, but they are large. They have lots of flowers. Um, they're bred to have more flowers per flower stem than a lot of the older varieties you can buy, which may only have five flowers per stem. 
And this is over a long period. Uh, they will open several a day or one a day, uh, whereas the more modern ones can have up to seven to ten flowers in the stem. So that's that's why I really love these big, juicy, brightly coloured, some of them, subtle other ones, um, flowers. They are just amazing. Well, now, I'm fascinated by the names. Yes. <laughs> and I think it would be reasonable to say that Iris... Here comes the night. Yes, and Iris, here comes the sun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they are amazing, aren't they? Here comes the night is a black iris, but the beard is almost grey. And the, the beard, this is why they're called bearded irises, is it's where the bee can find where to go and pollinate the iris itself. So it, it heads for the beard. And, and the petals are so thick. And here comes the sun is totally opposite because it's vibrant uh, yellow and it's beautiful they are both such good plants <laughs> well we have to have a plug for here comes the sun <laughs> but now if, if i describe one mm -hmm. what chance that you can name it all oh, right okay <laughs> i've got one that i'm looking at that has very dark purpley almost black right velvet falls and then exploding almost like a cravat out of the centre All right. is um, very rich purple. Right. Oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> I love the term cravat. That's great. Um. <laughs> uh, I'll let you off the hook because it's called Iris Sharp-Dressed Man. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. And I can see somebody in the evening dress. Yes, <laughs> yes, I can see you, Peter, just doing that, yes. <laughs> and, and as I sit here in my gardening clothes, <laughs> I don't feel the most sharp-dressed man. <laughs> no, they, they are some fabulous names um, and they are beautiful. You need, for bearded irises, you need to have a very, very well-drained soil and uh, as much sun as possible and it's quite important how to plant the rhizome, which mustn't be deeply planted, otherwise the um, flower, it won't flower. Um, and we send out our irises out in usually early September onwards, uh, only up to about mid-October, because then it gets too wet. So that's our sort of season for the irises. But we do also grow irises for wetlands and irises that will cope with much damper soil so that there's irises for all situations including shade uh, iris fiatidisma will grow in shade it's evergreen so that there's a very wide range of irises we don't put everyone on the website at the moment i've got to go and count the field and see how many they multiply by and keep adding them but we do grow more than we actually sell and we're bulking them up for next year and so if Yes, people are interested in iris. They need to be making their selection now, ordering, and then would be dispatched towards the end of next or early the following month. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's the the prime time to to plant them. And then once planted, they just you just leave them. Divide them every three years is the other important thing to remember with bearded irises um, to weed out the. Um, uh, the weaker stem uh, rhizomes and the rhizomes that are already flowered that won't flower yes, again. Yes, then very quickly, two questions, really. In the other perennials that you offer, I see that there's scabious. It's a favourite perennial of mine. 
Um, but you only offer the white, Perfecta Alba. What about the purple one? Readily available at the moment. There aren't any, the only two or three that are really available. There are some other ones growing. These are seed-grown ones, the one in the catalogue, which is Scabius Perfecta Alba. There is um, Clive Greaves, which is a pale blue, and there is um, a creamy white called um, Miss Wilmot. And all the ones that used to be available when I started... Uh, on the nursery, they seem to have diminished um, because they're largely glow- grown as cut flowers uh, yeah. in places yeah. like Holland, which is such a shame. And that, and that cut flower business, yes, sort of faded, but I, um, I'm hopeful it's resurrecting now uh, and I'm busy trying to select out new dark. Go back to the dark blue ones, which would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah and then, Claire along with all the demands of running a nursery, you have a pub. Yes, which unfortunately, of course, is closed at the moment because we're in Wales. We're allowed to open next week, but only outside. But again, because we're in Wales, the weather isn't very good. (laughs) So um, we're not likely to open it for a while, which is a great shame because it was was getting very popular with the local population. And... um, in the village, and we had a little plant sales area at the back as well, which at the moment is being cleared out, um, and we'll open it again next year, hopefully. Well, Claire, please send me a reminder when the nursery's open next summer so we can tell people. And, and could you just yeah. remind us again, if people want a catalogue or um, more information on your book, where do they go? Uh, you go to our website, which is Claire Austin Hardy Plants. If you um, put it into Google, it will come up. Claire, thank you very much for joining us today. Look forward to uh, coming to your pub in due course. Haven't seen it, but uh, I'm desperate <laughs> to get on one of those benches. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. OK, Peter, thank you very much. And my tailpiece? Well, Gardener's Question Time is introducing a sense of humour. Last week, Matthew Wilson aired the gag. What do you do with a squashed strawberry? Call the jambulance. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The quote from David Hobson seems appropriate here. Gardening and laughing are two of the best things in life you can do to promote good health and a sense of well-being. We'll be back next week. Meanwhile, keep having a laugh. Our sponsor this week, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershore in Worcestershire. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.